What truly helps people are authentic, reciprocal relationships. And when you aren't still long enough to interact with your family, it's kind of a downward spiral. Enchanted Sky Media. Media. This is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast. Now, here's your host, Scott Orr. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. This is the show for and about firefighters. We are informing and entertaining members of the fire service, just like you, from coast to coast. Lots of firefighters are workaholics. Not that you'd use that word to describe yourself. You're just busy, right? And productive. Now let's ask something uncomfortable. Are you keeping busy to keep your mind off something else? Something painful, maybe? We'll explore that today with my guest, Jada Hudson. Jada is a licensed clinical professional counselor. She's the Clinical Director of Program Development for Illinois Firefighter Peer Support and the Clinical Consultant for Operation Shattered Stars. In her practice, Jada helps firefighters process and heal from trauma and depression. And Jada Hudson joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Thanks for being here. Why do firefighters tend to stay so busy? Well, I believe that they are usually trying to medicate from a a depression. I got the idea of this covert depression that I always speak about in my conferences and presentations from an author called Terrence Real. He is a therapist and he wrote a book called I Don't Want to Talk About It. And it's a very interesting book on male depression and how it exhibits symptoms so much differently than females. And one of the ways that this covert secret depression is medicated is through goal attainment and keeping extremely busy. So you don't have time even to connect with your own thoughts to feel anything, much less some uncomfortable feelings. You advocate not just vegging in front of a TV, but giving yourself space. How is that different? Space? You don't want to sit there and and just veg out because you do need time alone with your own thoughts for these uncomfortable feelings to surface so you can actually deal with them. So by keeping busy, by distracting yourself with TV or games or mindless Facebook, you're still not getting in touch with the feelings that you need to in order to process some things that you may be running away from. What I recommend, honestly, is to trust nature and get back to nature. So that's a place to start, I think, is to take walks, fishing, hiking, spending time with, you know, dog animals. There's a a lot of research on service dogs and, and pets. So 
Yes. Simple, mindless distraction, I don't think will get you to the place that you need to get to. Are we intentionally busy to hide from something? I think that this process is subconscious. I don't think of firefighters, police officers, I don't think anyone who's busy intentionally does this. I think they've stumbled across something subconsciously that makes them feel better. So let's just face it, when you are um, a busy person, you are likely to accomplish a lot of goals. And that's very socially acceptable, right? I mean, that's something that we praise in this society. We praise people who attain goals. And so when that happens, there's a lot of endorphins that go off. There's dopamine, there's serotonin that's secreted. I think people stumble across something that makes them feel better, and then they just go in that direction. So I don't think it's intentional. I think that it works. You stumble across something that makes you feel good and you just keep going in that direction. Now, you just pointed out that keeping busy or attaining goals is seen as a positive in our society. Are you saying that maybe it really isn't? I'm saying that you have to have balance. And when you're too busy and you're not doing, you're not making connections, right? If you're masking a depression, your, your relationships become superficial. If you're masking a depression by keeping so busy that you're not still long enough to interact with your family or your friends, what I find that is truly helpful for people to heal from so many things you know, addictions, PTSD, is that connection. Even su- there's a lot of research on suicide and, and how you have to feel like you belong. And so what truly helps people are authentic reciprocal relationships. And when you aren't still long enough to interact with your family, it's kind of a downward spiral. So of course, we all have to work. And there's also you know, the real practical consideration of making a living, but it all has to be in balance. And if you're using this busy goal attainment to block out painful feelings and emotions or even memories of, you know, bad calls, then it is, it will catch up with you. You know, I don't know when, but it will catch up. Is this a problem that we can only solve for ourselves, or is it the sort of thing where a friend or a spouse can say, hey, you've got a problem here, you're not dealing with reality? Well, I think a spouse can help identify this, for sure, and I think if families are educated, I come from a first responder family myself, and um, my dad had always three to four jobs at all times, as many of my family members. And I had no idea, you know, I had no idea when I was a little one that, you know, this could be a thing. You know, it's just something that was praised in my family, right? Hard work. Uh, Right. Well, the harder you work, the more productive you are. And the more productive you are, a better member of society you are, right? Right. Absolutely. And that's the warrior mentality. That's what it means to be a man. I mean, all of these things provide for your family. And like I said, there, I am aware there's real reality, but I think family awareness is a step. Yes, you have to provide your fa- for your family, but how much is enough? And at what point are you going to lose the true value of having a relationship? 
I do a lot of work with couples and I always, sometimes, believe it or not, the only time they spend together is in couples therapy in my office. They haven't even spent time together like the whole week. And I, I point out there is no relationship without relating and that takes time. I'll be back with more right after this. Every day, you put your life on the line to protect our families, friends, communities, cities, and our nation. Federal Resources knows the dangers you encounter daily. Whether it's fire, hazmat, or the more recent opioid threats, we're here to support you, protect you, and help train you for your next mission. You're looking out for everyone else. Let us look out for you. Federalresources.com. How common is this problem among firefighters? Is it a majority? I mean, can you give me a rough idea? I think that this is a problem for the majority. Yes. Um, However, I have hope because I see a lot of the, the young ones coming up and they're very aware of balance. They're very aware that in order to be truly fulfilled, that they have to have balance in their life, which means spending time on that relationship with their family um, and time alone too. You know, that's where I have more of an issue. I think they're, they're on board with they have to spend time with their families, but that creating that space to be alone is also necessary, alone with your thoughts. And it takes practice, you know. I have a lot of young guys that are getting into things like yoga and meditation. Um, and these are the things I'm talking about, being alone with your thoughts. A lot of their officers are going to say this is some sort of a feel-good, squishy thing and that real men don't need to worry about that. How do you respond to that? I'm sure that they will, because this is something that has um, been passed on through generations. Well, um, let me interrupt you. Have you actually heard anybody express that sentiment? I've heard things such as um, that a lot of these young people can't do the job, and if you can't do the job, you should just leave, um, and that they're sick and tired of hearing about feelings and when it comes down to fighting a fire, you know, people have to have this attitude of getting the job done and there's no time for feelings, you know? Yes. But I, I would argue that to keep healthy in this profession long-term, you have to take care of yourself. And part of taking care of yourself is making that time to take care of yourself. But a lot of what I'm talking about really isn't like on the job stuff. It's, you know, when they're home, because, you know, most firefighters have that second job or, you know, or they even keep busy. They're the first to volunteer their time to help somebody move and to help their neighbors with the deck. And they're, which is, you know, there's a part of firefighters that are so giving and they get a lot of their self-esteem for how much they give to people. Well, it's kind of funny because, I mean, you can't fault them for that, but at the same time, you could fault them for not taking care of themselves. Absolutely. So, yes, I think it's a wonderful trait to be altruistic and take care of of people, family members, and neighbors in the community. However, again, just like what you said, if you think back to what they do when you get on an airplane, 
they always say, make sure you put your oxygen mask on first before you help even your own children. Because what good are you going to be for your own children, right? If you're not okay, you're not. So one way I really get my clients to take note of self-care is that how you can be more helpful to your family, to your department, to your shift, to the community, if you are in excellent shape, both physically and emotionally. Absolutely. And I think it's the same emotionally, you know. All right. Jada Hudson, thanks for talking with us today. Well, I appreciate it. I really much, I very much appreciate being invited. And we put some more information on staying busy and Jada's counseling practice on our website at code3podcast.com slash busy. Check it out. The trivia question this time is aimed straight at engineers. What is the friction loss for 150 feet of two and a half inch line at 250 gallons per minute? I'll have the answer right after this. Now's your chance to get your hands on Code 3 t-shirts, sweatshirts, and more. Show your support for the podcast that supports firefighters from coast to coast. Just go to Code3podcast.com and click on the Code 3 store link. Or go to Code3podcast.com slash shop and tell the world that you're a Code 3 fan. Here's the trivia answer for those of you who are engineers or math fans. The friction loss for 150 feet of 2.5 inch line at 250 gallons per minute is about 15 PSI. So there. And now, back by popular demand. No, really. Here's another story from my archive of TV news. This one is from South Carolina in about 1995. I was sent out to cover a fatal motorcycle accident scene. It involved a motorcycle and a car. I got out to where the highway patrol was holding people back, and I knew the trooper. He said, go ahead and go in. And I said, all right, thanks. Then he grabbed me by the shoulder, and he said... Hey, be careful, that stuff on the ground, that ain't hamburger. I looked down and went, ugh. Okay, thank you. I went in and I got a couple of interviews. As I was walking around inside the scene, I had the experience of seeing a state trooper who was walking next to the roadway down in a ditch stop, bend over, and say, Hey, I found the helmet and the contents which is a pretty sobering thought. That was the fate of one of the motorcycle riders. The other one, there were two on the bike, was caught under the car, which they'd lifted up with a wrecker, and under the car you could see the charred black form of the other rider. I didn't really learn anything from that experience, and there's nothing all that funny about it. Except that sometimes you get what you asked for and then you're not necessarily happy that you received it. Alright, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more and I hope you'll join me then. I'm Scott Orn. Until then, I'll see you later. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To get in contact with us, visit Code3Podcast.com. And if you haven't subscribed yet, you should. Don't miss an episode. 
Find us at the Apple iTunes Store, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.